Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome to Movie Epidemic. This is the first episode we've done in like two years, I think. It's been a while. Remember last time we did that? It was like, uh, I think like Stone was there. Was it like the top 12 or top 10 or like 20? Yeah, yeah. It was top 10 of 2011, I think. Oh, it was the 2011? Yeah, yeah. That was a while back, man. <laughs> yeah, top 10 of 2011, I, I believe, was uh, what we were doing. And uh, we're back. We're back. We're going to be doing two of these today, actually, because me and Brad have got one coming up later today, which will be good. But we're going to start out with some, uh, we're going to start out with a new film, uh, Expendables 3. Now, we've talked about the first two already. Yeah. Pretty good movies. They're okay. They're all right. Second, second one is second one's the really good. Of, second one's that's one of my that's actually one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. It is. And uh, I mean, you, you can't know, this, go into it looking at it as a serious film. This one, but, uh, quite a bit different. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit different. Honestly, this was a. Uh, what do you think? I say this is a bad movie. I don't. I don't. I don't really like it much myself either. I'd also agree that it's not a good film. Not a good movie. Now, I think the main problem was, is it didn't feel like the other ones, because they had like all those young kids. Yeah. They had like yeah. all the MMA fighters making their own team, and like the people that were in it. Were like it was like half as many as the last couple. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Willie, I'm pretty sure Bruce Willie got in like an argument with Stallone, so he's not in them anymore. Oh really? Because Chuck Norris wasn't in it either. Yeah, but he was kind of like. A yeah, he was. He was more of a cameo, right? But at the end, he came in on the second one. Came in hard. Yeah, he came hard. <laughs> Chuck Norris comes hard. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, I, I just feel like they introduced all these new characters to try and fill the roles of the old characters, but I don't know who the people playing these new characters are, and I don't know who the new characters are at all, because they get introduced in, like, a basically a montage, and then they have no character development whatsoever, and then they're immediately captured, mm-hmm. and, I mean, they could have been cardboard cutouts, and I would have <laughs> had pretty much the exact same impression as I did otherwise. Um, I think definitely who stole the show in this one Antonio Banderas, for sure. You think it was Antonio? For I, sure. I, I know Kelsey Grammer had a great appearance. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. And Mel Gibson as the villain is always hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson was a uh, was a classic villain. Um, yeah, Mel Gibson was really good. He was honestly, I think he might have been better than John Claude, but John Claude, he was just like perfect for villain. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think he did a really good job with the character he was given, but Mel Gibson also did an amazing job with his own. Certainly, he was one of the few things I liked about this movie. Yeah. It just felt like so disjointed and like here's the thing. Like why do do they have to like have the same plot device where like one of their homies gets injured so then they need to get revenge on? Why does that have to be the same plot device? Can't they just like the only meta- mo- the only motivation these warriors have is revenge, Goldie. I guess, but like <laughs> isn't there a better way to go about it than just doing the same plot device every well, time? I feel like they would have had to go for who was going to try and destroy the world, which is also kind of the second one. Or they were. They would have to go with because they have to have a, uh, a just cause for all of their murder, right? So it doesn't feel so bad. You don't feel bad when they're just mowing down all of these soldiers in this like back <laughs> foreign country because otherwise you'd be like, oh no, they killed all these poor innocent men who are trying to make a living in this country by working for the military. It's not their fault. Their military is corrupt. They're just being sent in by their generals who were paid lots of money and now they've got to die at the hands of these soldiers. 
Exactly. A lot of spray. Jimmy in the tank didn't know that these guys were just nice, nice little mercenaries. He's been told by his general he's got to go kill these guys in the building and that they're threats to the government. And then Jimmy goes and gets blown up by a dude on a freaking dirt bike with the hand grenade. Poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. That, that last action scene, though, I know we're skipping ahead a bit, but like that last action scene, that brought me back. I'm like, all right, this might be all right. Well, that's like that's the only <laughs> thing to watch the movie for. You can you can skip the first entire hour, watch the last 40 minutes, and get everything that is good in that movie. That was the problem, though, because like, it was like it did was it did what the first one that I didn't like about it was they took like an hour to introduce everybody. Yeah. And they did this one again because they had to introduce the second team, which yeah. didn't matter. Like. First of all, that team didn't matter. No, that team was was useless. They got captured immediately. I feel like this one had had almost too much Stallone and not enough of anyone else who I knew. Yeah. Because he spends that time without without the original crew with this new crew of MMA fighters who I just don't associate with, know about, or care about at all. I mean, the Expendables movies are just supposed to be like, get all the action heroes you can, clump them into a big mosh, and then just watch them kill Jimmy's everywhere, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I want to see. I don't want to see these MMA fighters getting captured, and then that's like a whole subplot, and then we have to wait for the other team to be brought back in because all of a sudden Stallone will allow them to come back, and he'll work with Arnold, but not with his old team. There was a lot of confusing motivations with Stallone's character. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was willing was to get all the young kids killed, but not his old friends because he knew them. Like that sounds like the biggest dick move ever, doesn't it? Well, was it like? I think what they were trying to do is, like, the old guys weren't as, like, quick and shit, so they, they, they die easier. But uh, still, it was really weird. Like, why did they make it like that? Well, he, he seemed like he didn't want them to get killed in the line of fire, but he was willing to get all these young kids who who want... He, he asked Kelsey Grammer's character, who was, like, the talent scout for mercenaries, <laughs> to get people who were willing to die because it might be a one-way ticket... But that means you're just willing to kill all these young dudes who have, like, a long possible life ahead of them when your old friends who are willing to fight with you and are trying to fight with you are... are you're just leaving them... Like, they, they got a choice to make. They got a mm-hmm. choice to make. Very bad management skills by Stallone. We should get the Human Resources Department on this. Yeah. It was also paced really weird. Yeah. Like, there's a big action scene. Started off, okay. Makes sense. They normally do that. Oh, yeah, that was to introduce Wesley Snipes. I entirely forgot he was in that <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. You, you don't know he's in that movie for, like, the first ten minutes or unless you check your IMDb page because he's shown with a beard at first. And, and he doesn't talk? Like, no. If he was talking, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Because like, he's got, you know, a specific speech pattern. But, like, <laughs> he doesn't say anything, and he's got a beard, and you're like, who's that black guy? Yeah. It could be any number of people. And they're doing this big rescue scene, and then, like, the credit, or the, the, the logo, the Expendables 3 logo pops up. And you're like, I don't know what that introduction was for, <laughs> but I'm sure that guy's important for some reason. But then, that's another thing I have a problem with this movie. Then Wesley Snipes didn't do shit the entire movie. It's true. He was in, like, <laughs> maybe three or four, or maybe five, five main scenes, and that was mainly to show his rivalry with Jason Statham at one point, and at one point it was to save... Uh, what's-his-face's life? Who got shot? Uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews gets shot, and then because uh, Wesley Snipes is, a, is an infamous battle doctor... He can, <laughs> he's he, very good. Yeah, he's he, very good. He's the he's, best. He's the best. So he could save, <laughs> save Terry Crews from certain death, and like that was the two things that he did in this entire movie, probably. Yeah, yeah. Then, when they, they were doing the talent scout thing, Chelsea Grammer did my favorite line, and any, like, 80s movie when they're trying to find a team, they're like, 
this guy right here. He's a real loose cannon. You know, he's, he's a wild card. He's a wild he's card. A wild I card, don't yeah. like bringing in wild cards because the guy's uh, resume came across his desk that morning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's classic. I love that shit. <laughs> this guy's a loose cannon. Like, did you ever see the trailer for that movie Lockout? No, but did you see the one where they were like going to the freaking space station? That's Lockout. Oh, that one's Lockout? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's a real loose cannon. Don't they say that? Yeah, exactly. They say, yeah. It. Uh, they say like all the 80s tropes. Like, I was really confused as to what generation I was in when I was watching <laughs> that trailer for that movie. I have it on my Netflix clue. Uh, it immediately you, went I, on Netflix. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like scroll by it and I'm like, ah. Not today. <laughs> I will watch you eventually because I know you're going to be awful, but not today. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. At one point, they didn't do as much of the old school quoting as they did in That's the second true. one. Like, they just the did like bits. Were funny. They yeah, just they did like these bits. weird bits. Like for some like... reason, oh, Harrison Ford was in this movie too. I forgot oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, Harrison Ford. I, for some reason, Harrison Ford could not understand what Jason Statham was saying. Like <laughs> that was one of my favorite British. things. Though. It was really funny, but it was like, why is this happening? Jason Statham probably speaks clearer than Sylvester Stallone and Arnold combined. <laughs> but that might be the joke. Not I don't enough, really know. Not enough Arnold in this for me. Not enough Arnold. Not enough Arnold at all. But he did yell, "Get to the chopper," which was pretty good. And there's that one part where he's giggling while he's like oh, blowing yeah. up helicopters. It's like that's <laughs> <just hilarious. laughs> <laughs> See the thing about like about I like about Arnold movies are the best. The best ones, in my opinion, are the one where he's just going. <laughs> for, it's true mo- for most of the movie. He like. doesn't need to speak words. No, no, he, he just needs to make those guttural noises and blow shit up. Yeah, absolutely right. That's what I really like about. Uh, that's what I really like about Arnold. That's what I like about Arnold. Yeah. Um. There was some, there was some, like, I didn't feel like it had the budget that the last couple had, that's for sure. Well, yeah, there's, like, like smoke plumes that looked like the smoke monster from Lost mm-hmm. when things exploded. There's really or... bad fire explosions, like, when they, right at the beginning when they blew up that helicopter. It looked like one of those stock footage ones you could yeah. buy and then you can just put in an After Effects. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a very picky person with special effects and stuff like that, because if it's believable enough, like, if it, if I don't look at it and I'm like, that could never be real, yeah. then I don't care. I don't care. Even if it's like that's a bit off. That's fine. I'll I'll accept that. But that was way off. Like that was just it looked bad. It looked yeah. really bad. That was like it's on par with X Men Origins Wolverine with yeah. bad effects. Yeah. And we had bad effects. It did have bad effects. Some of it was good though. Yeah. But like some of it was like unbelievably bad. It's like how does that even happen? It's true. I don't know. <laughs> it looked unfinished. It looked unfinished. Yeah. It really did. I don't know. Fuck that movie, anyway. That's all right. I mean, it's, it's definitely not that. Bad. I don't hate it as much as Brad does, that's for sure. And I hate it for reasons that Brad should, but does not. Yes, that's absolutely correct. I, I, I just like how they handled Deadpool, but other than that, it was a fine movie, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Deadpool was kind of butchered, but hopefully that can be uh, resurrected. I feel like they 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 have that movie non-canon with everything else. Like, well, they they retconned like everything, didn't they? Except for like two movies, didn't they retcon everything except for like Days of Future? Days of Future Past, and uh, whatever the one that came up before that was, uh, uh, which one was that one? The, uh, when, they, when they're, like, talking about the origins of Magneto. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. Um, first Class. First Class, yeah. I think only, like, half of First Class, and, uh, <laughs> may, no, no, it's half of the new Wolverine movie, all of First Class, and Days of Future Past are the only things that are, that, like, canon now. That, that they're in their new series. Yeah. Canon, yeah. Yeah, I knew like the first three. They're just their own thing, basically. Yeah, and I guess Wolverine Origins is probably part of those. Yeah, I'd say those four are probably yeah. same same universe, and then all the new ones are same universe. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, well, it's just because when they did Days of Futures Past, which I haven't actually seen, but I've just heard these things, so if I'm wrong, feel free to yell at me on the internet. I don't read comments. Um, Nobody does. Exactly. I believe it is... Uh, when because there's time travel in Days of Futures Past, right? And right, then right, right. that that changes the timeline. So then all that all the one, two, three, that shit never happens. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's how they handled it. Hey, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. It, I'll take. I'll accept that. That's it, fine. It's like what DC did with uh, when they wanted to restart their universe, where they made the Flash go back and change, <laughs> and then yeah. like the new Fifty Two happened. Yeah. Time travel is the best way to just completely restart a universe. Or just start a new like. No, no, no. You, they, they have that their favorite universe, and that one has to change at will. That's true. It's the main universe, but then all the side universes are just for ridiculous stories. Like, what would happen if everyone was a dragon? What ifs? What ifs are some yeah. of my favorite shit yeah. in the world. <laughs> like, what if? What if Deadpool had a sword for a dick? It's like, <laughs> all right, I'll read this. I'll pay three ninety nine for this. <laughs> it's almost like fan fiction. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, what if our fan fully fiction. licensed fan fiction? Yeah. I had a really big trouble saying the word fiction there. Fiction, fiction, conviction. Fiction. I have so, a conviction for fiction. <laughs> Back to expendables, anyway. Um, so it's a slight tangent. It's it's like a bunch of bullshit, and then the last scene, which is like it's enjoyable. Like the yeah. last chunk, I really enjoyed it. Like. Even like the dudes like that didn't really do anything when he when he gets on that dirt bike that yeah. random dirt bike yeah. that just rolls up because because the, the enemy army had dirt bikes because that's the best way to attack a building yeah he just gets on a dirt bike and starts dirt biking on shit it's like all right that's cool yeah that's cool but then like I don't know Jetly didn't Jet punch anyone Jetly they didn't did let Jet, they wasted a Jetly it's true they wasted Jetly like, which is unbelievable it is it's a crime you don't waste Jetly. If you're willing to pay the money to get Jet Li in, you, you give him you give him martial arts. I mean, what can you expect from a Sylvester Stallone written vehicle? I guess, but well, that's all the Expendables movies though, and Rocky. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna you're gonna hate on Stallone's writing ability, that's 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 talking to Rocky. But like, how good was Rocky really? Like, not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's got it's got a lot of things that were like. Famous. It's like it's like kind of like a cult movie now. A lot of it's a lot of I like it. Like yeah. I like all of them. I yeah. like all five. Rocky Balboa. Not. I don't really like. I like the first five. Though. Okay. But like, there's a the lot of it that really got stretched out. The second one's probably my favorite. The second one's probably that my one favorite. Where he fights Dolph Lundgren. Uh, no, that's four. I think. Okay, which one? What? Who does he fight in two? I think it's the rematch in two. Okay. And then the third one's Mr. T. Is it? Yeah. That's awesome. And then, uh, then fourth is Dolph Lundgren, and then fifth is someone I can't remember. I think the fourth is probably my favorite because Dolph Dolph is a great villain. Yeah, he's good he's because good. he kills that guy with boxing, and then then Rocky has to fight him. Mm-hmm. He's afraid of dying because he's an old man at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very old. The first one's the first one's mainly about just like living in the Depression era, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's not like it's just very it's okay. sad. It's and okay. he goes it's home okay. and he lives in like a shack, a tin shack it's, behind. It's a, no Raging Bull, hotel. that's for sure. Raging <laughs> Bull fucking rules. But you know what? I kind of enjoyed that that movie, uh, Grudge Match. Didn't see it. Sylvester Stallone versus uh, Robert De Niro. What? Yeah, and they're like super old. It's like if they're boxing, they would kill each, they would murder each other. Yeah. But like they're super old, <laughs> and it's like a comedy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's basically like making fun of Rocky versus Raging Bull. Okay. So it's, it's like, and uh, Kevin Hart's like the manager. <laughs> it's pretty wow. funny. Uh, it's not a good movie, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. I just like I like the idea of two old men fighting 
like that would like their soft brains would like get the fucking all soft <laughs> and shit. They get all soft, soft. Don't hit, don't hit the soft spot, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much what I got to say about Expandables Three. There's probably more. I should took notes, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Closing thoughts. Uh, Expendables. Watch the last forty minutes. Skip everything else. You have keys. You have well. You have key. UFC characters suck. Uh, I've heard that the chick from the movie who was also a UFC character Ronda is going Rousey, to yeah. be leading the female Expendables movie, which mm-hmm. just makes me think, don't watch that. Don't watch that at all. She's Not a bad actor. Her. She's a very bad actor. She's like, she delivered like three lines, and all of them were terrible. She, she may be able to choke me out in one second, but she's a very bad actor. Yeah. Let me tell her, you that. Her interactions with Antonio Banderas were bad. Her interactions with Sylvester Stallone yeah, were bad. Yeah, the Sylvester Stallone ones really stood out. I felt like those might have been her first lines. Well, there's the ones where she was talking about like how... Her, when she fights, she fights their family. It's yeah, like, that was real bad. Ugh. That might have been the first time she ever acted. Yeah, and, and then, then there's at the very end, she like flirts with Stallone a bit, which is weird. It was a little bad. better though. It was a little better though. Yeah, that's why I think that might have been filmed later. I feel like I feel like <laughs> Stallone specifically wrote that in the script. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, like like he just really wanted to get a young chick to flirt with him. <laughs> <laughs> Glory days. I don't even. You you're better at Stallone than me. Bobby Rubble. Bobby Rubble. Yeah, so I would say I think I looked up I looked up the I looked up the stats. Adrian. <laughs> that's that's you. You always, whenever you're doing an accent, you need one word to get yeah. you into the accent, so you associate Sep- it with it. Separate with Arnold, you know what mine is. To yeah. get I, I do popping and capping. I always popping. I always We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, that's that's in our earlier Expendables video. Go back watch. Let's, yeah. Or audio. I'm pretty sure that's an audio file. Um. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you go back into the Punch Nerds iTunes feed and you download our previous Expendables one, there's like a solid like four minutes of us just yelling. Yeah. About pumping and coming. Well, we're driving <laughs> to watch it in the theater, so, yeah. or I, from the theater. I looked up the stats. This movie is a box office flop, and be, they're basing that on the fact that it's PG-13. I disagree. I think the reason it's a box office flop is because it's a fucking horrible movie. I agree. You know what would have been crazy if they made, they should make one of these movies R. If they made an Expendables movie R, that would be freaking awesome because they'd be able to show everything, including tits. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's missing, right? Exactly, and and like more more like blood, blood and gore because I mean no blood. In they're it. killing so many Jimmys and there's no blood anywhere. <laughs> like what? They're killing mummies now. These <laughs> the Asmanistan army is made up of mummies. Oh yeah, they were in Asmanistan. Yeah, which, which is, is not stupid. Real. Worst worst <laughs> made up name for a country ever. That's not real. I mean, I guess you just wanted to make sure it sounds Middle Eastern. But yeah, I guess. You could have gone with something better than Asmanistan. Asmanistan. Yeah, that was bad. Mel Gibson had a badass revolver though. That's true. And he had some like that when he's in the when he's in the like the ambulance or whatever, and yeah. he's like talking to them. That's like some of the best Mel Gibson shit I've seen in a long time. Like, yeah. He was doing some perfect lines. It was probably shit. the best the best delivered lines in the film, like Oh, I, I would say, say. Yeah, he was yeah, he's yeah. probably the best actor in that movie. Probably, like, yeah. I mean yeah, I would say he's probably the best actor. Yeah, like, so he's not, he's like not the he's main actor. He's not the greatest actor, probably, but he's in that good. film. He's yeah. good yeah. compared to everyone else in there. Yeah. You you mentioned this when we were watching it, but like, 
How come? How's how's Matt Damon never been in one of these? I don't know. I feel like at this point he's earned it, but I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't want to be in it. He, yeah, he's not or... really from he's not really from their generation, and he's not really from the new generation, so he might feel like sure. he doesn't really fit in. I don't know. Or he, he might just not he, want to be associated with Stallone's terrible writing. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I, I'd imagine that's probably it more so than anything, because like yeah. he's with the, he's of the action generation of Jason Statham. So yeah. That's true. So and Jason is. We, well, that was another thing. That why is Jason Statham in these films? <laughs> like, I'm very confused by that. He must be friends with like Sylvester Stallone in real life. I imagine that Matt Damon. Matt Damon is also like kind of like sort of more films than movies, right? He's kind of on the more like he cares about the script. I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, I, he's also been moving into a director role over the past five, ten years. So. That's true. Did you ever watch We Bought a Zoo? I didn't, but I'm pretty sure he was an I've acting star in that movie. It was good. Yeah, just snap no, like a giraffe's neck. There's, there's a part where this giant tree falls down in front of the the road, so that like the people can't come into the zoo. Yeah, motherfucker, try and move the try and move the fucking thing. With but his, then with his like his arms, with his big arms. But then yeah. like when he can't, he just starts tossing people over it. No joke. He starts what? tossing people <laughs> over the tree so they can come see the zoo. No joke, man. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous part of the plot. But anyways... Fucking alright movie. Alright movie for a family movie. Okay. It was not bad. Let's check that out. <laughs> but yeah, so now we move into the part of the show where we uh, check out... Uh, we make our top five. Top five. Uh, this week we're bringing you our top five Arnold movies. Um, I'll start things off. We got uh, my number five Arnold movie, Conan the Barbarian. For one reason. It's not a good movie. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. It's I, I I've never seen the second one, but I've heard the second one's better. Mm-hmm. The one reason I like this is because Arnold's like fucking this chick, and yeah. it's like I, 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 he's just doing Arnold sounds, and it's yeah. like it's like that's probably how he fucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably definitely. how he fucks. Popping and coming. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, my number five is Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Classic Haven't you ever movie. wanted to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Christmas film? Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't he fight like a bunch of Santas? In the... He fights a bunch of people in like a mall at one point because he wants to get the toy and he's just like uh, yeah, yeah. brawling with people in the mall and it's like, those are pedestrians, Arnold. And like, then Sinbad's the bad guy? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? How could you miss out on Sinbad versus Arnold in a Christmas film? Yeah, phenomenal. Sinbad like Sinbad steals the show in that fucking shit though, because he's like he's the bad guy. In it. <laughs> Sinbad's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like at the end he puts on like the bad guy like outfit and he's yeah. like, trying to fight Arnold. On, like, and Arnold group. puts on like the Turbo Man <laughs> yeah. suit and he's like flying. There's oh yeah. my god, it's an amazing. And there's like movie. a big parade. Uh so good. There's like and like there's this part where like the neighbor tries to bang his wife. Remember that Phil Hartman? Oh like, yeah, trying to bang his wife. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, Phil Hartman's trying to bang his wife. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a classic movie, man. I love that movie. It's very good. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I didn't put it on the list because I saw it was on your list, but that's uh, fair. It's a good one. That's fair. So my number four, not really an Arnold vehicle, but Arnold's like the main reason why I like this movie, mm-hmm. and that's Expendables two. Okay. Now, we talked about Expendables. Three, but Expendables two, far superior film, best of the series in my opinion. And uh, Arnold had a, he he wasn't in it like he was in it more than in the third one. Mm-hmm. So you know it's an Arnold movie in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Jean Claude Van Damme is villain <laughs> still. Yes, still hilarious yes. to this Amazing. day. Amazing. And uh, yeah, um, my number four is Predator, 
Uh, but I believe that's also on your list, and you've got a lot more to say about it than I do. I'm just going to say that it started a great series, and Arnold, some of his best quotes are mm-hmm, from that mm-hmm, from that mm-hmm. film. Also, he covers himself in mud in one point, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's got like massive guns, and he's running around through the jungle. Because the predator can see heat. Yeah. Creatures, so. He puts the Obviously, mud, mud can <laughs> can deflect heat. Yeah. Um, I'll leave I'll leave that to you for later, though. Okay. Go more into detail. Absolutely. My number three, Total Recall. <laughs> now this is like, I love this movie not because it's good. It's not a good movie. No. But there's a lot to it that I love. Yeah. Like, <laughs> remember the little mutant baby that lives in that guy's chest? Yeah, mutant baby, <laughs> three-titted woman. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, fuck, what else is there? Um, it's like fake memories and, like, resistance leader. Yeah, and, and then, like, when his eyes pop out of his head. Oh, yeah, because that doesn't actually like, happen in ah, real life. Ah, ah, ah. um, there's so much good. Like, he's in that room with, like, the suitcase for some reason. It's, like, an abandoned warehouse with a suitcase. Yeah. Ah, fuck. It's a good movie, man. It is a good movie. Lots of killing in that one, too. And he meets that crazy taxi driver who then betrays them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah, the taxi driver. It's a classic movie, like... If you haven't seen Total Recall, go see fucking Total Recall. Yeah, it's it's a good classic <laughs> Arnold film at its best. Like some people would be like, "Hey man, True Lies is probably better than Total Recall." Ah, uh, <laughs> no, go watch Total Recall before you watch True Lies, in my opinion. Yep. Um, my number three is Hercules in New York mm-hmm. because it is the start of everything. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that this is mainly just uh, this is this is Arnold's first first uh, acting job, and yes. I'm pretty sure this was just like. He wanted to do acting, but he didn't want to step too far away from weightlifting. So the plotline of Hercules in New York is Hercules comes down from Olympus to New York yes. and becomes a bodybuilder. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, Herc- er, Arnold is doing a movie about being a bodybuilder, about being a Greek god, about being a bodybuilder. Yeah. And, you know, you can't get better than that. Who doesn't want to see Arnold? And, I mean, obviously it makes sense that Hercules wouldn't speak English well, True. so it makes sense that Arnold can't speak English well. He's also the biggest he's ever been. In yeah, because that's, that's right, right off of his Mr. Right Olympus. Right off Mr. Olympia, he's big. Yeah, man. he's massive, like, and he doesn't, can't wear shirts. No shirts can't wear No shirts, shirts fit over Arnold he wears, like, the entire There's film. this one scene where he's like playing baseball, and he's wearing like a tank top, but it's like so ripped up because he's too big. <laughs> like, <laughs> Arnold is just massive at this point. Aren't steroids fun? Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking, uh, fucking GHB or whatever. HBG, uh, HBH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's HGH, human growth hormone. There yeah. you go. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. So, my number two, Predator. Now, this is one of my favorite movies, just period. Like, it's one of my favorite movies, period. It's, it's, it's really good. It might be his best work if uh, my number one didn't was never made. It would be his mm-hmm. best work if, his, if my number one was never made. But, like... Him and, like, uh, Carl Weathers and, like, the whole crew. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, just, like, going through the jungle. Just, just like, fucking Predator really makes it. He's a good, like, Predator's a good villain, man. Yeah. He's a monster. Like, it's a monster movie, basically. But, he's like, scary. He's yeah. sneaky. And he freaking just impales people. And he picks them off like a herd. He's a yeah. hunter. He's yeah. a hunter. It's, it's so good. Like, yeah. It's basically like a modern readaptation of the most dangerous game. Yeah. Except in this case, the people have guns too. And but the predator's just so badass. He's so badass. Like that's what really makes it's like Correct. the predator. How does it end up dying? Does, doesn't he end up killing it or something? Something. No, I, I, Do they I, escape it? Do they get to the chopper? They get to the chopper. 
uh, at least Arnold and Carl Weathers do. <laughs> Everyone else dies, and then I don't think I can't remember. I don't think Arnold's in the second one. It's just Carl Weathers, and he goes back to like find it or something. Oh. I haven't seen the second one in a really long time. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Predator is amazing. So uh, my number two is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten because Cop. If there's an, I, obviously, if you guys haven't noticed based on my list, I love ridiculous premises, and the ridiculous premise here is that in order to catch a criminal, a cop goes undercover as a kindergarten teacher, and it's just watching Arnold adapt to being a kindergarten teacher <laughs> when he was a cop, but he's just massive Arnold, and he's like dealing with all these toddlers, uh, and they're all screaming. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> like he's got the headache at one point, and he's like, oh, my head. And then the baby's like, it, it might be a tumor. And then Arnold's like, it's not a tumor. <laughs> Which is an amazing line. Quote it, quote it very frequently. Whenever people have headaches, and 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 you know what? It's it's good. It's a good line. Good film. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Would recommend Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop's amazing. Yeah, it's it's like what what do you say about Kindergarten Cop? It's amazing. Exactly. Uh, my number one is uh, Terminator Two. T two for short. T two is what the uh, is what the fans call it. Yeah. It's uh best Terminator movie made. Uh, best Arnold movie made in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect movie. Perfect movie in every way. More fast-paced than the first one, and he's not the bad guy. Like, in the first one, he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, Second yeah. Second one, he's not. Yeah. Third one, he's not. Fourth one doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, no. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So bad. I get mad thinking about that because yeah. of how good Terminator 2, <laughs> yeah. and, like, even the first one. Terminator 3 is not very good. But, like, no. Terminator Salvation, like, that makes me mad that that exists. Bad film. <laughs> like, that's so fucking bad. Sam Worthington, like, jumping in and out of accents. T2 does not have that problem. All right, T2. Yeah, it's true. He's, he's an android. Well, no, not really an android. He's just a robot, really. But he's yeah, got skin. With skin, so he can go through the time travel machine. That's one of my favorite premises yeah. of the Terminator universe: is that you can only use time travel if you've got skin. Yeah, if you got skin, because <laughs> it destroys synthetic material. Yeah, that's why I was coming back naked. That's right. That's absolutely right. I need your hatch boost, your motorcycle. You put it to car, <laughs> you, you your motorcycle. I need your motorcycle. You boots nothing. Jack, you bitch, motorcycle. <laughs> okay, and uh, my number one, well, not technically an Arnold film, is called Running with Arnold. It is a documentary about Arnold's life up to and including his run for governor. And it is a phenomenal film. If you want to learn about the crazy shit that Arnold has done in his life, including apparently raping multiple yeah, women. Yeah, raping a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's they all talk included. about it in they there. They do. They talk like, about multiple women accusing him of rape and then how he get, like, gets away with it because he's Mr. Olympia and yeah. shit and he's a movie star and then eventually the governor. And I, I want to put it in. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, like, there's like audio of him like verbally harassing a housewoman. They were talking about how like he'd be at the gym and then there was like a, like a balcony up at the gym and he would just take women up there and just have sex with them. And they would just go and then he would have sex with them and then they would claim rape apparently. So it's uh, debate as to how many women Arnold actually ended up raping. But there's also just amazing tidbits about his life like the fact that some guy paid him like thousands of dollars just to live in his house for a while and there's great like screenshots of, of Arnold throughout his career. And things like that. That one where he's in the dude's house and he's in like a bathtub. Yeah, he's in like a bathtub with his leg up, and he's got a loofah, <laughs> loofah on his leg. And it has the best. It has the best thing of all time: the pumping and coming story. Yeah, the pumping and coming stories include pumping and coming. Yo, it's better than than coming harder. Pumping, pumping and coming. Pumping <laughs> feels like coming. Always be pumping. Always be coming. Always be pumping. 
always be kind. So if you want to know where that joke comes from, as well as many other interesting tidbits about Arnold... It's definitely the greatest documentary ever made. I, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I've he seen a lot of docs. A I've seen a lot of docs, but nothing, nothing can touch Ronnie with Arnold. It's a phenomenal film. And my ungrateful friend Brad has lost his copy. I gave it to him for his birthday. That's like the ultimate birthday present. Yeah. Bad I would person. cherish that. Bad person, that Brad McHugh. Um, anyway, check out Running With Arnold. Super great film. Check out Running With Arnold. Okay. That was our top five. Uh, I'm going to recap real quick. My re- my list was five, Conan, four, Expendables, two, three, Total Recall, two, Predator, number one, Terminator 2. Uh, my list was five, Jingle All the Way, four, Predator, three, Hercules in New York, two, Kindergarten Cop, and one, Running With Arnold. Absolutely right. That's that's the top five Arnold movies. Uh, according to Movie Epidemic and PunchNerds.com, go check out PunchNerds.com. And we've got one more movie that we're going to talk about. Classic movie now. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is Roadhouse. First time oh, you've yeah. ever seen it. Yes, I watched it. I watched it yesterday. We watched it Phenomenal yesterday. Film. Probably like the fifth time I've seen it, but first time Harder's ever seen it. Yep. There's a lot about this movie that I love. Like almost every second of it has something hilarious in it. Like it's always good. Yeah. It's also, like, I love that Patrick Swayze never changes facial expression playing throughout straight the entire man Swayze, film. Straight man Swayze for two hours. Yeah. It's incredible. It's it's <laughs> it's truly a, a testament to his acting ability so, right there. This movie starts out. Uh, Patrick Swayze, he's a bouncer. He's the best bouncer. He's a yeah, cooler. He's, a cooler. He's, he's the best cooler in the business. Yeah. Um, he's running this club in New York, Brooklyn, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, some guy like he's making like to introduce Patrick Swayze. There's like this guy. He's like bad guy in the club. Stabs him. Patrick Swayze doesn't even brushes it off. Just looks at him and he's like, take this guy out of here. That's that's a reoccurring theme throughout the movie. Patrick Swayze is not injured by knives. He's not injured by anything, really. It's true. Um, I believe he gets shot at one point, and he just keeps fighting. Yeah. He's Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Um, so then this guy comes to comes to see him. He's like, I got this club, the Double Deuce. Yeah, terrible name. The Double club. Deuce. Oh it's like, it's a rough rough thing down in Kansas. I need your help. I need your help to like clean this up. And he's like, all right, I'll come down for 5000 up front. And then five hundred dollars a day after that. That means he's making a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Theoretically, if, if he's staying there for a year, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think he was only there for like a month or something. But no, he was there for more than a month for sure. Did you see all the renovations? Yeah, I guess. That place? Okay. That he's, probably he's probably there for like three. six six months. Yeah, at least three, six months tops. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of cash. Hold yeah. Well, I think he ends up staying at the end. <laughs> Maybe. And then, like, I like how that they explain how he has all the money, but he's like, he's like, I, I've come into some money. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that explains it, I guess. So then, it was uh, making me assume something shady was going on. I'm pretty sure that the owner of the Double Deuce weird, is right? the secret villain of that movie. Like, yeah, he, he must have been be, right? pulling like the strings behind. I bet you if we ever watched the second one, he's the villain in the second one. We never did. But I would never watch that no, movie. No, it might ruin the new one. But he's super creepy. The guy really who owns weird. it, he's, 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 he's an actor who's in a lot of things, and he's a super creepy dude. He's got yeah. a creepy face, and he's always like looming and leering, and he doesn't say things very frequently, he but when he, he just, does... He just swoops in. Really. Yeah, and when he does, they're really creepy, and then at the end, it looks like he's the new mob boss. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. weird. Weird dude. So then, Patrick Swayze goes to this town, and it's like a really shitty bar. Yeah. And like, bands caged in, yeah. fucking fights every night, blood on the floors. Every night. According to the blind guitar player. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it just gets incredible from there. Like, he goes, comes in, cleans up the town, fires all these people. Yeah. Specifically, this is a big plot point, is he fires the bartender, who's the nephew of the of the rich mob boss in town. Yeah. And then that stops the alcohol from coming in. So that's a big plot point. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, shit. What what are some really good parts in this movie? Uh, well, let's see. Well, this is this is later on, but Patrick Swayze is throat ripping machine in this movie. Okay, we'll save that for the <laughs> yeah. end. But a big plot point is that Patrick Swayze is such a badass that they that apparently he killed someone by ripping their throat out. Yeah, because they had the, they had a gun against him, and he claimed it was self defense because he had to he and he, he ripped the other guy's throat out. Because when a guy's got a gun against right. your head, you got two choices: die or kill kill the motherfucker. So Patrick Swayze, uh, he does a lot of, he, he cleans up the club. Yeah. He meets this uh, after getting shot or something. No, he got stabbed. He got stabbed. So he goes to he goes to the hospital, meets this hot doctor, and like they head it off. He also he also carries his own medical records. He carries around his own medical faster. records because he's so badass. Yeah. And that's when that's when he mentions one of my favorite lines in the movies that he is a philosophy major. Yeah, yeah, that, that is phenomenal. He's a philosophy major. He also says at one point, pain doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. getting staples in his side of <laughs> anesthetic. That's a good line, too. So badass. Yeah. And then eventually we meet uh, Patrick Swayze's mentor. Right. Who oh. is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Who's phenomenal because <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah, he is like also another badass bouncer. Like that's another thing that's amazing. Everybody knows who these guys yeah, are. Yeah, they're two famous bouncers. You ever heard of two famous you bouncers? Heard, you ever like, heard of a one famous one. bouncer? Never There's no one. famous bouncers, no. but they know who fucking Dalton is. Yeah, yeah. They know who Dalton <laughs> yeah. is, and they know who Wade is. Yeah. It's like, all right, Dalton and Wade, two white dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently they're famous bouncers. They're not that big, but they're also, really strong. One of the reoccurring jokes is whenever people ask, like. Whenever Patrick Swayze tells people what he does, they always say, "I thought you would be taller." How tall was Patrick Swayze? Was he really short? No, I think it was. I thought you'd be bigger, like oh, muscular. I, I swear they say taller. They might say taller at some point, but I know the first, like the the the, the club guy at the beginning oh, was like, okay. "I thought you'd be bigger." Okay. I don't know if that's what they say. At one point, Patrick remember. Swayze smashes a guy's head through a table. That part's bad. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of good like action. Yeah. Like it's a perfect '80s movie. Lots there's of roundhouse kicking. There's it's nothing. The ultimate '80s movie. There's too. nothing more '80s. Every this. single scene you see, you're like. <laughs> They made it more 80s. I didn't think they could. I thought the last scene was the peak, but they made it more 80s. Like when they go to the diner and the, the neon's all flickering. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. And then we move on. Vaughn, he, he gets this place across the river. <laughs> he gets this place across the river from the bad guy. And this, the bad guy owns like this giant mansion across the river. He gets into this house uh, by this, this old farmer's. It's like a loft in his barn. He gets this, and then my favorite part about this movie is when he's just hanging out at his house, and then the the bad guy will just be across the river staring at him. Like, yeah, he watches he, him do like he's tai doing tai chi. chi at one point, yeah. and he rolls up on like a like a, a trike. trike. Yeah, he rolls up on a trike. He's just like watching him, and then like one point he's like banging the chick, and yeah. he's just on his he's just on his porch like drinking, drinking wine or yeah. cristal or Scotch, some shit. I believe Scotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like how fucking creepy is that? Like that's perfect. Yeah. There's also a, a a monster truck in this movie, just yes. for for reasons completely just, like just, just for one half. scene, just for one scene. But they use it as like a regular transport yeah. vehicle for most of the film. That's really weird. And then like, it's another thing I noticed that's interesting is like, the bad guy doesn't really come into it till like the last half an hour. Yeah. And then like he starts like fucking up with the town. He like burns down the place. He like smashes. There's a lot of like indirect things for a while. Like he cuts off the flow of booze right, and yeah. a few other things. But he's he's more like behind the scenes trying to get everything to go his way and then when it stops he just kind of has a hissy fit and just starts destroying everything. Right. And then like they have to do it that way though so like the town can get on Patrick Swayze's side really. Yeah. I mean they always were but they really wanted to like once they staged the coup on him. Because they're all afraid they're all afraid of uh, the, the mob boss. Right, yeah. So they all pay protection money to him every month. There's a lot of themes in this movie really. There is. 
Uh, <laughs> and then, really, bouncing isn't the main part of this movie, although that part's enjoyable. That's like, no, that's like the first half of the movie is him trying to fix a yeah, mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, he and then and the second half of the movie is like trying to destroy a mob boss. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's about 50-50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, like, the, the mob boss, like, destroys the house of the... He destroys the auto shop that the doctor's uncle owns. Right, yeah, but also he destroys the house of the guy he's renting the barn from. Oh, yeah, it's like and a that's, helicopter that's after they destroy and like the car. A, like a firebomb. Yeah, like, it's, it's intense. And then how the, the fuck did he get a firebomb? The, uh, the, the super evil dude who's got like the cross earring rides away on the motorcycle, and Patrick Swayze catches oh, up to him on foot and tackles the him off the motorcycle. The most badass thing you can possibly do. And then, then, like, it's the best fight I've ever seen yeah. in, in fucking in fucking movies, where he rips the guy's throat out at the end. Yeah. Like, he actually does it. It's like roundhouse kick, roundhouse kick, rips his throat out. Super tosses badass. him in the river. Yeah, and then he drags him deeper into the river and just lets the body go, because there's no police in this town whatsoever. That's, there's, like, yeah. a sheriff and a deputy at the very end, and it's stated that they're corrupt and owned by the villain dude, which, if they were, you'd think they could get Patrick Swayze arrested for, you know, killing someone, but... Uh yeah no you never see the cops until the very very end of the movie yeah and then they kill uh they kill Sam Elliott which is happens earlier but that's like a point where he wants to get revenge and that's when he goes fucking crazy and starts ripping people's throats yeah. out and then after he kills the guy by ripping his throat out he then like storms the house yeah and like he's like killing everybody in there. One of, the, one of the key things, though, is he kills everyone without a gun. That's, like, that's true. They all have rifles and pistols and shit, and he's whipping knives and punching dudes. <laughs> like, he never uses a gun. And he takes out, like, five guys in the mansion, least, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then the polar bear falls on the fat dude. Yeah, he pushes the polar bear onto the gigantic fat guy. And then uh, we get to the final scene mm-hmm. where he's, like, he's, like fucking with the, the, the bad guy's monologuing and shit. Yeah. And then, like... Uh, Patrick Swayze is about to get shot because he he's going to rip the guy's throat out, the villain. Right. But then he realizes he can't do that. He makes the choice not to kill him to to do the right thing. So that the, and the doctor lady's there, so she sees that she can actually love him and not be afraid of him. Right. And then he starts to walk away, but then the villain goes and grabs his gun and goes to shoot him. And then everyone else in the town <laughs> fires a rifle into this guy. Yeah. And then like he stands up at one point after getting shot twice. It's like where he's clearly dead. Yeah. He, like, stands up so that the club owner can, like, shoot him with a pistol. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And then, like, they just take all the rifles and hide them, and then the police show up, and they're like, what happened here? And everyone says, I didn't see anything. Even though, where did they hide the rifles? I mean, you'd think the cops would find the rifles. The guy was gone for, like, two minutes hiding <laughs> rifles. They're probably just, like, in the other room. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. Phenomenal film. That's what happens in it. But how did you feel after watching it? I felt I felt amazing. I felt motivated. Yeah. I felt like, you know what, nothing could stop me. I felt like maybe bouncing wouldn't be that bad of a job, but it really is. It is. It it's really bad. is. It's he has very two cars bad. because it's like yeah. you, they get trashed so yeah. often. I wouldn't want to be a bouncer. That's no, for fuck sure. No, fuck no. I mean, not in like a place like that. Like in small towns, it's not necessarily going to be as sketchy. Also, I'm not going to have to fight mob bosses most likely. However, you never know where you bounce. Never That's know true. where you bounce. Um, my roommate was a bouncer last summer, and like he's got some stories. Man. Yeah, I love bouncer stories. <laughs> he's got good. some fucking stories. Um, yeah, no, it was. I felt, I felt like I. It's a long film, but I felt it's like long. it was worth it's two hours. But it it's... kind of lulls a little bit. That's the one thing. Like in in the part between the bouncing and taking down the mob boss, sure, yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening, and it's just like I want to see more violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the quintessential '80s movie. It's, it's perfect. True. 
Um, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. Like yes, like even after hearing it described, you need to still see it. There's so many subtleties that are perfect. Like the subtleties of like him getting stabbed and not moving. Like that's perfect. Like, yeah, and just the straight face all the time. Straight man Swayze and the Tai Chi. And his weird clothing choices. And always smoking and always drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I love I love Roadhouse. It's like... So good. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm glad we got to see it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Phenomenal. And uh, I think that's pretty much the pod. Yeah, sounds real good. So, uh, yeah, that's a movie epidemic. We're labeling this one episode one, even though we've done a bunch of episodes. Um, we're, just, we're just starting again, you know, because it's like... 2014, I guess. That's what year it is, right? Let me check. Yeah, it's 2014. Uh, we're going to start doing these weekly, hopefully. Uh, bi-weekly. <laughs> weekly, weekly. We'll try and do weekly. We're doing two two this week. And then, uh, you know, check out punchnerds.com for more details. Uh, subscribe. YouTube.com slash punchnerds. Watch our videos on there, because that's the only way we make money. Um, I'll also go to Smoky Mountain Knives and uh, put in the... <laughs> <laughs> Put in the uh, promo code PUNCHNERDS for uh, 25% off your knives. If you want to kill people with knives like Patrick Swayze, Smoke Mountain Knives. Smoke Mountain Knives, yeah. Absolutely right. Thank you. Thank you very much.